Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. You got the hosts. I am Steve the Beauty Olivas, and he is James, still scrambling to someday become a beast Breakwell. <laughs> And this is the podcast where we argue about things that usually turn into things we didn't even expect to have to argue about when we start the show. But, James, as always, I am so curious. Wait, you're on this side. No, wait, you're on that. <laughs> I don't know what side you're on, but how you doing tonight? I am doing spectacular because in 25 minutes I will be done talking with you for another week. <laughs> James, why are people mean to Steve? Did you read any of the YouTube comments? No, I I specifically don't read comments ever. You know, <laughs> why do you still read the comments? But now that you've read them, I'm curious, what did they say? Well, <laughs> I think, you know how, like... Kids will reflect how their parents are. Like, if the parents are fine, upstanding people, kids will be fine, upstanding people. James, you have a bunch of children, per se, on the internet that follow your lead and are just mean to Steve. So... You always select the thumbnail that goes for our YouTube videos. And oftentimes, you find a thumbnail that sets you in a flattering light <laughs> and me in a somewhat less flattering light. And there were several comments about how I looked last week, but the one that hurt. Somebody said, that looks like a Zoom phone call between a middle school principal and the skater punk who just wants to smoke weed and play video games all day. And I thought, wow. James, it hurt me. It cut me, James. You I mean, understand? You know, I think that hurts us both, because at first I thought they were calling me a skater punk, then I realized they were calling me the principal, and I, I'm even more offended. <laughs> okay, let me clarify something right now. I only pick the yeah. thumbnail about half the time. The other half the time, I'm just scrambling to get that thing posted between whatever else I'm doing during the day, <laughs> and I just let it ride. Whatever it automatically picks, I just roll the dice and let it fling out there, because I figure I look pretty good no matter what, so the odds are probably, you know, 80% <laughs> chance I'll look decent, and you know what, you're just going to look like you no matter what, so it is what it is. Well, you can't see this week, but I am wearing a shirt and tie. So I will soak in the accolades and the compliments this week. I know it. I am going to check the YouTube comments, and I'm going to walk away flattered and impressed with myself. My wife tonight was trying to explain to you, uh, to not to you, to my 10-year-old yeah. who you are, trying to jog her memory. Oh. I said I had to talk to you tonight, and she was very confused by this. Apparently, I've never mentioned your existence before, despite the fact you've been over to my house multiple times. <laughs> So the description my wife gave to her is that surely you remember Steve, Mr. Olivas. He's he's very loud and laughs a lot. That was her description. She summed you up with that one sentence. So you can take that for what it's worth. I don't know if that's better or worse than the YouTube I, comment, but I thought, you know what, that she's not wrong. I don't even know what to do with that information. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what? That's good though. Uh, volume is a sign of dominance. If you speak quietly, it shows you're timid and you're afraid to get your opinion out. So if you have to choose one or the other, I would choose to be loud. I always choose to be loud until my wife shushes me and then I wait for her to go away and then I get loud again. That is the preferred way to be. Dominance or being hard of hearing. One of the two. Yes. You know, that reminds me, I was talking to my daughter on the phone tonight, and she made some snippy comment because she gets it from her mother, but <laughs> I said, you're very sarcastic. And she said, sarcasm is a sign of intelligence. And I thought, ooh, I'm going to use that tonight because that means, uh, well, A, James Breakwell's probably the smartest person I know, <laughs> except for B, me. So... Maybe that's a good sign for us, James. Uh, it's a good sign for one of us. I don't know if there have been any good signs for you in this entire <laughs> podcast so far, but I'm, I love the optimism that you're still digging for it there. Uh, and speaking of digging for things, that segues into what I thought would be the topic for tonight, buying hard-to-find oh, right. items. I'm the kind of guy who, if there's a line for something, I just don't want it. I don't think anything's worth waiting for. I don't think anything's worth paying more for. But recently, I started trying to get an Xbox One or an Xbox Series X. It's been out for months. I thought it would not be a big deal. And it was a huge deal. They're, they're still sold out everywhere, apparently. And I went through the same thing way back at the start of the pandemic. I thought, oh, Oh, wouldn't it be neat to get my kids a, a Switch, a Nintendo Switch? Because at the time, I was like, well, they're going to be off from school for a whole week. You know, I better get them this console. <laughs> yeah, li little did I know how long they would be home. <laughs> and at the time, and this thing had been out for like a year or more. Maybe it had been out for a couple years by that point. And I ended up having to go to eBay and pay $100 over for it. And uh, this time, but I, I mean, I, in hindsight, I'm glad I bought it when I did because they ended up being home for like five months straight. And, you know, I would would have had to have given them away if I hadn't <laughs> kept them distracted. Now with this Xbox yeah. Series X, I refuse to go to eBay. I'm just going to click, go to the, the regular retailers, and I'm going to hit refresh a million times and play and just pay the regular recommended retail price. In fact, as I record this with you, I have the other woman, the, not the other woman, the other window pulled up to hit refresh. <laughs> wow. It is, it is, there, it is kind of the other woman for this podcast tonight. <laughs> it is my distraction. But apparently, as I told you this story, I, I thought, well, surely you've had other things you've tried to get over the years, and it turns out you've been trying to get this very same item. What is retail on the Xbox? If you get the, new one? the good one, it's $500. Okay. like It's like $495 or something, Yes, right? $499. $499. All right. So we were looking for my son for Christmas. It was the only thing he had on his Christmas <laughs> oh, list. Oh, jeez. And so we were looking, and I think I said to my wife, well, because we had, of course, you have to go to the secondary market, which mm -hmm. is people that are trying to flip them. And I said, we'll pay seven fifty. Like uh, we'll go fifty percent over sticker price. And we could not find one for under. I think it was like nine hundred bucks wow. was the going price on the secondary market. And that was for the Christmas rush. It's probably settled down a little since then. But it's like I, I absolutely refuse to pay that much for something. I don't know that I, a I'll never use, but b. Like, uh, what are we contributing to his long-term success in life with a new Xbox now? If he gets it in July, he'll be just as much of a degenerate as his dad. And that's not too bad. So you ruined Christmas for him. I'm curious what gift you gave in place of the one and only thing he asked for. I'll have to ask my wife what I got him. I'm not even sure, <laughs> Isn't that great at Christmas where your kids open up presents and you're just as surprised as they are? So you have no idea what it's going to be. 
James, I am aware of roughly 15% of what happens in this house. Like, uh, I've made my peace with that a long time ago. I've gotten more involved with the Christmas gift-giving process as we, we got Amazon Prime so I can buy things in a click or two. And so I do buy some <laughs> presents, and they're always the best presents because I, I don't concern myself with safety or the breakability of the other things in our house. Sure. I just get things that are cool. So obviously I, yeah. I win Christmas every year. But I guess, so this time you struck out. You did not succeed at getting the Xbox X. Has there been a time where there was an in-demand item that you actually pulled off, or, or do you just have yes. one failure after another? No, well, it, anything is possible with enough money. You, <laughs> the home improvement king, certainly understand that. But the uh, the one time I remember where I didn't care what it cost or who I had to kill, I was going to get this. And I can't even remember what they were called. I would have looked it up if I'd have had a minute before we recorded. But my daughter was collecting little, like, dogs that McDonald's was giving away. Oh, and uh, like Beanie Babies? There was a set. No, it wasn't Beanie Babies. She collected those, too. But those, we just would pick one off the kiosk whenever we'd be at the mall. Okay. But uh, th there were little ones that came with your food. And uh, there were, like, maybe 18 of these dogs in the set. And I think we had, like, 15 of them or something. <laughs> and it's like anything else. There are a certain number of these that get, I, I believe, held back on purpose so that you keep <laughs> buying Happy Meals trying to get these darn dogs. But uh, I decided to go to eBay and the best birthday she ever had, and this was dad hitting a home run, <laughs> I just wanted to say, that it was probably her 10th or 12th birthday because she was, uh, Lizzie McGuire was still a big thing. Uh, you remember Hillary Duff as Lizzie McGuire, right? I'm, I'm a little too old for that. I know you think I'm like five years old, but I believe it or not, I think I'm closer in age to you than I am to your daughter. That is absolutely untrue. <laughs> Okay. Nope, that's not true. You are closer in age to her than to me. That is unfortunate. All right, continue your story. <laughs> by a, by 50%, actually. Are you like 90? But, uh, I, by... You know what? We're not going to go down this road. We know you're older than dirt. Let's finish the story. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I went on eBay, and uh, I got the set, and I forgot what it cost, but it outraged me. And then I went and got Hillary Duff concert tickets. She was coming to the Bridgestone in Nashville here which it wasn't called Bridgestone at the time. But so we got Hillary Duff tickets and these dog things. And I remember feeling like super dad. And that was a great birthday. That's my, that's probably the only birthday year of hers that I was in complete control. And I knew what she wanted and I would burn down any bridge to get it. It's interesting that you mentioned concert tickets because those are something else that always goes out and gets sold out. And I've never understood that one either because uh, maybe got like 60,000 seats in some of these stadiums. I don't know how they sell out. Uh, if it's not, you know, half going to scalpers who are just bumping up the price. I have so far avoided the uh, stadium music experience. My kids don't listen to that. Well, they listen to music, but not enough that, like, I'm going to go take them to a concert somewhere. Because that just seems like a, a special form of torture. Did you actually go to the Hillary Duff concert with her? It was me and her. So daddy-daughter to Hillary Duff concert. And I will tell you this, James, and you have four daughters, so you'll get dragged to one of these, whatever the new one will be in a few years at some point. But my recommendation to you is go to an outdoor venue because we were in the arena and I swear to God, there were probably, she only had half the arena, like the rest was blocked off because mm. she's not big enough to fill an arena. <laughs> but there were probably 8,000, like uh, eight to 15 year old girls 
maybe not that many, they all had parents. But the point is this, when the lights went down and she was about to come on stage, the scream of 6,000 girls simultaneously screaming was almost painful. Like it was the most deafening, ear-piercing experience I've ever had. It was absurd. The only thing that, the only thing that surprises me about that is you said it was almost painful because my four kids just screaming in the house here can make it painful, like audibly. I can't imagine multiplying them by 2,000. Like that is my nightmare, that specific scenario. Yeah. That's what I, and I think yeah. it's even worse if you go to like the boy band concerts, anything that gets the horror hormones going sure. oh yeah that yeah, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna avoid well, that then you've also got like a bunch of 45 year old women screaming too <laughs> there's a, an interesting cross section at those shows that but yeah i've been in the second row for motley crew and it was so loud i couldn't hear for two days this was more painful because it was a piercing like that sound that just shatters glass kind of ah oh. Yeah, And this is where I'm probably older at heart than you are. I just, I don't like loud stuff that much at all. I'm not quite as sensitive to it as my kids are, but like my wife and I, years back when we had four fewer children, we went to a piano <laughs> bar downtown one time and it, like they had dueling pianos. I almost said dueling potatoes. I don't know what that would be. That would be a very different well, kind of... tell the other woman about the dueling potatoes, yeah. <laughs> but the, they had dueling <laughs> pianos. And uh, it was, you know, it was a kind of amazing that these guys could just play all these songs off the cuff. They were really good. They were singing and all that. But in this confined space, it was just deafening. They were so loud. And after like 10 minutes, like, I just want to go someplace else. I can't hear, I can't hear anything but the music. I can't talk to anybody. And I guess that's why uh, concerts don't really appeal to me. Like, it just, it's got to blow up your eardrums i mean just and is that is that why you don't hear me when i talk to you now i make all these good points and they just whoosh right through you i, I can only assume there's a connection there no i just assume that it's a voice in the phone talking to me that i have no idea what they're talking about and really no interest in following what they say but the other problem with you not going to con the, the the other reason that you don't go to concerts is you grew up with horrible horrible music and so really <laughs> there's no concerts that are in your wheelhouse worth going to. Well, the one thing that uh, people would kind of camp out for back when I was growing up that was when the uh, the Star Wars prequels were coming out. People would like camp out for days and they got all excited about that stuff. And I realized pretty quickly that like you could go you you didn't have to go the first night you could go like the first afternoon a movie came out you didn't have to camp out anywhere you could just walk up and buy tickets especially if you didn't live in some huge place so I've never under people go and they reserve tickets and they're all worried about getting there at like the first possible minute but if you go on like a Sunday of the opening weekend you can always get tickets somewhere I mean half the time back when theaters were open they'd be showing movies and like they'd be showing the same if it was a big movie they'd be starting that movie every 15 minutes throughout the theater yep so I've never yeah I, I don't get the people who camp out and do all that it's it's I can't even say it's artificial scarcity like you can show this movie an infinite number of times and in, and in, <laughs> in three months it's gonna be free on Netflix anyway just chill out but people don't well, that, that brings us back to the Xbox conversation that, uh, barring any embargoes on China, like, we're going to have more coming in. So if you can just wait till July or even next Christmas, like, you'll be okay. Yeah, and I, that, that was exactly my plan. The next Halo game's not coming out to the fall, so I was going to wait. Uh, and then a weird set of circumstances made me think it might, may, might be useful now. So uh, my brother is uh, is having a baby, and by the rules of our Halo Nights, you can declare a celebration if there's a life event. And uh, I 
kicked off this tradition when I when we 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 were surprised with the pregnancy of our youngest who came on her own timeline. And I told my friends, "Hey guys, hop online, bring hard alcohol. I'll explain later." <laughs> and so that was that was in in some sense. So you you declare a celebration, and you get to pick the alcohol, and he has picked a uh, a Chinese rice wine called a uh, Bijou or it's a, I, I can't or Bijou I can't pronounce it correctly but it's basically just straight poison so that's what we're, we're looking forward to and he keeps delaying this but anyway the other day so we were going to do this I invited over a friend my wife and this friend everybody we got down we set up on this TV we we don't usually play with this many people on one TV we all got all set up in the Xbox and ended up my brother got he got called away to work and he couldn't even do the celebration that night but as we played oh, no. I noticed for the first so we were spared we get to live another week but as we played this i realized that the xbox couldn't really handle this game with three people like and it's because we just got that bigger tv normally i wouldn't even notice i just like ah, i'm drinking anyway it's not slowed down but like the tv was so big and we were so close to it that i could notice i, I could notice like wow we're we are moving slower and as we quit out we went from three people on one tv to two to one it got faster and i was like okay if this makes a difference and if the price isn't going to drop between now and November, I might as well just buy this new thing now. Maybe I can get it in time for when I, you know, when I die of alcohol poisoning, and we'll just sure. have a slightly faster experience as we do it. So that that was what prompted this whole thing. Then I went online and discovered that I'm going to have to be refreshing the screen every 10 seconds, and I don't know that it's worth it. I think I've, uh, I think my attention span is going to run out before the the supplies catch up with it. I think that is how this story ends. But yeah, by November, I'm sure they'll finally be out with it. I can't, I can't imagine the scarcity will continue forever. Not with this much demand, no. And I'm sure there's another in uh, another iteration of the Xbox that's sort of in the works for next year that they're going to want to get out. So this <laughs> one's going to have to kind of saturate through first. Uh, it'll be completely completely uh, obsolete. It'll be two percent faster, and then we have all wasted our time completely. Now, when you were a, when you were a kid back when. Uh, you know, there was no electricity and the world was in black and white. Did people ever sure. wait for things like this? Was there ever such a thing in high demand or was the world so separated yes. that you, you couldn't even... What was the, what was the demand no. for back then? Well, uh, I remember when the Rosetta Stone was first made. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the thing, when I was a senior in high school, and you probably know this but forgot that you knew it, but Cabbage Patch Kids oh. were the first time this kind of phenomena happened in retail space and uh, there were like fist fights and people getting trampled to death and it was uh, it was quite a spectacle for these goofy things I never had a Cabbage Patch Kid nor any desire nor has Mrs. Steve to her credit which is why I married her actually that was on the questionnaire <laughs> but uh, that was the first time I think any of this happened for anybody and it was at least on the almost on the cusp of me becoming an adult but it was still in my childhood that one has always confused me because by the time I was a kid you know cabbage patch dolls were just garbage toys you could buy anywhere but <laughs> they were back then too yeah they're not even I, I guess there's absolutely nothing special about them apparently I guess at one time they came with fake birth certificates or maybe they still do I don't know that, that is such a weird thing to have a craze about the first one I remember was Tickle Me Elmo. People were fighting over that. And then there were maybe Furbies were for a while rare. I don't know. They're, oh, those things wow. Were, yes. Those things were everywhere yes. then. And it's just uh, the, the, uh, 
the Wii. I think for a while that was in short supply, and now there's like a hundred million of them out there, and you can get them at a garage sale for two dollars. Like everything that was valuable becomes just garbage within a couple years, and that that that's true of <laughs> items, that's true of people, that's true of just everything. It's wow. we, we are we are oh in a God. we are in a disposable society, and uh, what's important now it's just if you know if I could if I could go out and buy this this new Xbox like if it was just on a store shelf and I could get it on a second's notice, I probably wouldn't even want. I'd be like, ah, whatever. It's too easy. It just uh, garbage. Exactly. Garbage. Exactly. I can't work under these conditions. Well, yes. I don't know. Now that you're you're at your current age, though, you know you're on your way out. I just is there anything you would ever want that badly to even ever go above retail if you weren't buying it as a gift for somebody else? No, I've got patience. I will tell you, I almost, well, I'll tell you why I know that wouldn't work with me because this summer I needed a car. Like my car was <laughs> dying and I needed to get a new car. Except where I get cars is my guy at CarMax. <laughs> and uh, we've all, we've gotten all of our cars except uh, my son's because of what's about to happen in the story. So over the summer, I needed a car, and we went to my guy at CarMax, and he's like, we don't have any inventory. Because of the pandemic, people stopped buying cars, so CarMax just stopped purchasing cars from all of their wholesalers. And so there were, like, no cars on the lot, and the wow. ones I wanted were all sold, like, a week and a half ago. They're still sitting there with sold signs <laughs> on them. So rather than just waiting a little while, I just bought the car that came the closest to something I might want. <laughs> That's my car now. <laughs> And then now when my son went off to school, he needed a car too, because he's a thousand miles from us and I didn't want to get him a 900. If he'd have gone to high school here, we'd have just gotten him a thousand dollar car. Mm. And if it breaks down, we go get him. But he's going too far away. So we had to get him a decent car and had to go to actually like a, a dealer. Oh. We had to go to a car lot to get a car. But uh, it's because of lack of inventory. But my point in telling this whole story is that if something I want isn't there, I'll just take something else and be fine with it. And uh, whether it's a vehicle or anything else down the line, I'm usually okay with whatever I get. My parents did the same thing with us. They have probably owned more used cars than anybody in America. <laughs> they, if you think I'm cheap, you haven't seen my parents. But you know, all of our cars, you know... <laughs> Fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar range. If you got a really nice car, it might be uh, it might be up to the three thousand dollar range. But you better drive that thing into the ground. And they would just go and they you know <laughs> buy these things and rotate them through kids. I mean, they've got so many kids of driving age now, and that was kind of the thing. They kick you out of the door. You get a college degree in a car, and you're on your own. And that's and they you had to get scholarships <laughs> for the college degree, but they gave you the car and they paid for the car insurance. And honestly, that's not a bad start in life. And I'm gonna try to do the same thing for my kids because you can. Like, the difference between no car and one car, there's a world of difference. If you just get, a, like, a $1,500 car, it doesn't have to be the kind of car that can, like, cross the country three times. If you get the kind of car that can get you to work five miles away or get you to school two miles yeah. away, that is a that is a life changer right there. And, uh, you know, my parents are the people who go in there and a $1,500 car and they'd haggle them down another $100 because, you know, what? <laughs> when you're getting a $1,500 car, every $100 counts. But at the same time... You you know, if that car has one serious mechanical problem, you don't fix it. You just get a new car. You don't. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> well, wait a minute. That's 
how I learned how to work on cars was by having a string of $900 cars in a row. And if something went wrong, you find someone that knows how to fix it and they teach you how to do it. Oh, if it's anything serious, if it's a transmission or something, it's always $2,000 and it's... The b- oh, I'm talking a water pump goes out oh, or a master yeah. cylinder or something the like best, that. The best car and the worst car I ever had was a Saab. It was it was so cool. It was like starting out, it must have been like a, a thirty or $35,000 car. And this was back Ooh. when... And, um, and it was owned by some college professor at the community college, and he took really good care of it. And by the time we got it, I think it was two or three thousand dollars. Like the price, of, I mean, it was obviously, but it, but it but it was in good shape. But I got in that thing. It had turbo. It had more buttons than the space shuttle. It was just. It was nice. so so fancy. And I think I drove that thing for six months before there was like we discovered oh, no. it smelled like oil. There was a crack in something important, and it was like dripping oil <laughs> down onto like an exhaust pipe and heating up the spilled oil. <laughs> we looked at what it, and the cost to fix it was going to be more than what we paid for the car, and that car was just done. I was so sad. For, for a very, very brief moment in my life, I was classy, and that moment was over. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you would like to be classy, you'll come back next week because if there's one thing you can say about this show is it makes its listeners classy. Just ask Judy P. But I got to walk us out of here for now. Until next week, when who knows where we'll start and who really knows where we're going to finish. Certainly not us. This is Steve, still beautiful, and looking forward to all of your compliments in the comments section, Olivas. And he is James. Someday I aspire to be as good looking as Olivas when I'm his age. Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and as always, remember two wrongs can make a right.